What up, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It 9450, Code Name WBB. I'm Daniel Ortez. K-Dot, what's going on? What's going on? How you doing, brother? We are back in the building again. Episode 2, Season 3. What's going on, man? Hey, yo, what up? What it is? What's popping? We're back in the flesh. Everything's all good. And in a, an incredible array of, um, you know, women's basketball games that we've been introduced to the past couple of days. Of course, our part one of, of this women's basketball series where we're giving flowers and giving our watch lists to all of the college standouts that we're excited to look forward to this season. They're shaping up just as how we predicted. And part two is just going to kind of just finish it out. And there's a particular team that I'm kind of high on. And I know you know this team, but we'll get into it. So yeah. let's get it popping. Yeah, definitely. Let's get it popping. Wait, wait. Before we get it popping, though, we got to do a little commercial, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to yeah, promote. Yeah. That's you. It's all you. Yeah. Just let everybody know. All right. And in, in respect to what we have going on, especially in today's society, I want to point out something very important, especially to myself and DA. Men's mental health is very important. And I want to promote a little something, something, and shout out to my my spouse, the Love It Co., which is a, an illustrious company in which they provide all types of arts, crafts, woodwork, everything under the sun has provided us with some mental health matters tumblers. And I want to just, you know, give that some light. Men's Mental Health Matters. And I want to shout out the Lovely Co. for doing that, not only for us, but for everybody who's going through something. You can always go get your tumblers at www.thelovelyco.com and just support the cause. They can do a, an array of things, breast cancer awareness, mental health, affirmation, everything. And not only that, woodwork, wood crafting, art crafting, everything that you need. So holla at the Lovely Co. You won't be disappointed. The reaction is in the name. Yeah, facts, man. This is really good. And today, my affirmation for myself today when I had the tumbler was, I don't need to prove myself to others because I have a real issue with self-validation and everything. Just even growing up in the same house with a celebrity or whatever, or a future celebrity, it's always been felt like I've been put to the back burner a lot during my basketball stuff. So, you know, that's the message, man. I don't need to prove myself to others. So I'll just take one. I'll just take one every day and then just, and just ride on it. So this is dope. The love it, Cole. Thank you for this. And uh, yeah, this is really dope. Early birthday gift for my, my brother right there, K-Dot and stuff. I turned 40 in less than, what, 36 hours, I think. <laughs> I turned 40. That's, that's crazy. So that's a cool milestone. But yeah, let's get into it. Set it off, K-Dot. Well, what, what, what's on your mind, man? What are we talking about today? Yeah, we're talking about continuing part two of our watch list. We've covered a lot in part one. So I want to focus heavily on some of the teams that we're looking forward to. And one of the teams with a player in particular is Creighton. Then Creighton had a successful year last year. They made it to the Elite Eight. They lost, of course, to the eventual national champion, South Carolina. But the scrappy team brings everybody back. And the watch list person that I want to talk about just briefly is Lauren Jensen. Now, Lauren Jensen, an incredible talent. Game one versus number 25, South Dakota State, in which we also talked about in part one. She was incredible. 10 for 20 from the field, 30 points, 4 for 7 from 3, 5 assists, 
two rebounds. She was just simply incredible. And that game itself versus South Dakota State was incredible. It was a close game throughout, and then Creighton pulled it off. It's their scrappy defense that I'm definitely intrigued about. They played South Dakota last night, and it's crazy because South Dakota was actually up eight at the end of the first, and Creighton just blew it out the water in the second, third, and fourth quarters, where they only allowed three points in the second quarter to South Dakota. And I think that Creighton is going to be a team to watch. We talked about like mid-majors, even though this isn't a mid-major, this is one of the teams that you could forget about during the regular season. Then you come around, come tournament time, and there they are. They upset Oregon. I'm sorry, they did not upset Oregon last year. They upset Iowa last year and Iowa State to make it to the Elite Eight, and that was incredible. And I think that this team is going to be something to, rec- to be reckoned with. Yeah, Craig, it's funny because we came in here looking at South Dakota State. We was really interested in seeing what they was going to do. That was one of my teams on the players, the watch list, but I had the whole team in there. But Craig really just went in there in their own, in South Dakota, went in there and just blew the doors off of them. And my, my player tonight was Morgan Molly. She had 21 and 10. She was in there mixing it up. Looking, looking really good, man. Like this team, this Creighton team is, you see why they're 21 in the nation. But even though we're with South Dakota, they was just like one of those surprise teams, one of those scrappy teams. And they just got, they just ran into a bus. It's crazy because when you look at the numbers, like Creighton scored 33 points in the first half, right? From the second quarter on, they held um, South Dakota to, to 32 points, man. Once it, they was locked down for a minute and it looked like in the fourth quarter, that it was going to be another single-digit scoring for South Dakota, which some garbage time points happened or whatever, because um, it's just like that Creighton defense was really good. You could say, hey, maybe South Dakota had some easy looks at the basket, but they didn't convert. But as well as it was more so of the defense that uh, that Creighton put on them and really trying to really want to see what, what Creighton's going to do this year, man. I think they might sneak around and shock a lot of big-name teams. But, yeah, that's, that's all I got to say to them. Shout-outs to them, man. Lauren Jensen, she did her thing. Morgan Molly did her thing as well. Molly Morganson, a, a solid game, 16, 16 points and, and, and four rebounds. Yeah, I think going forward, though, like with South Dakota, what they got to worry about is just they got to get more players <laughs> to get in double figures. They only had one. They had Grace Larkin. She had 20. But that was just about it after that. So they got to get more contributions from everybody else. Yeah, I definitely agree. But it's something looking forward to the college basketball season. One of the biggest things and teams that I just want to briefly talk about before we transition into our pro setting yeah. is Tennessee, right? Tennessee has all the talent in the world. One player in particular that we talked about, Tamari Key, someone who was also on our watch list, a 6'6", dominant defender. But one thing about that, and also Rakia Jackson, the Mississippi State transfer, she's, she had a solid game last night against the UMass Minute women. I think she tallied up 24 points. I don't have the stats right in front of me. An incredible game last night. But one thing that concerns me about Tennessee is that all of this talent that they have, they were having trouble with turnovers. They, you saw it against Ohio State in that loss. They had, I believe it was 30, 31 turnovers or something like that, or 29 turnovers, if you will. In that game, they slowed up on the turnovers in this particular game, but it was more the idea of just being rushed. And I think that Tennessee, again, with all of the talent that they have, 
I do believe that they can potentially be a Final Four team and they can get it together. It's just a matter of cleaning up all of those turnovers, especially unforced errors. And one thing that I did see in the game last night, Jordan Horston, she was injured. It was, I believe, a left knee situation, and I'm not sure how serious it, it is, but prayers up to her on a speedy recovery if it is worse than what we saw. But again, all of the talent in the world with Tamari Key, Rakia Jackson, Jordan Horston, and even Hollinshed, the Georgia commit, the Georgia transfer, just getting that rhythm, getting that understanding of camaraderie together. And, you know, once we see that, I think that it's going to be a problem for some teams in the ACC. And I think that they're going to be pretty good, but they just got to clean up a lot of things. I just wanted to talk about Tennessee right quick and just go from there. Yeah, let's tap into the pros real quick. We got the, uh, since it's Friday, we got the WNBA draft lottery tonight in a couple of hours, actually. And we got the FIBA with the best chance of getting number one pick, then Atlanta, Washington, and then Minnesota. That's the lottery. So what's your thoughts on the lottery? Which teams you think is the best fit for any player that comes to mind to you? Of course, the biggest thing for me is the ultimate prize in Aaliyah Boston. And I leave that kind of from my understanding and from my perspective, the top three that we can potentially look at. And I'm just going top three. I know that there's percentages in top four, but I'm just going to go top three at this point. I believe Minnesota, Washington, and Indiana have an incredible chance of getting the number one overall pick. And each one of these teams, in my opinion, you cannot go wrong with the Leah Boston, even if you already have a big Washington. But I think that in this perspective, Aaliyah Boston is it no matter what. You're not going to go wrong with this pick. And she is an incredible talent. So having the idea and understanding of who can poten potentially get the number one overall pick, I really want Minnesota to get the number one overall pick. Honestly, just to see Aaliyah Boston kind of carry on the legacy of what Sylvia Fowles has done for Minnesota since her trade from the Chicago Sky. And the way that she was able to come in and carry that franchise along with Maya Moore and Lindsey Whelan, who's since gone on, you got new blood there, Ariel Powers, Natalia Chongwa, you also have, and oh my God, I have her, I have her in my head, but I cannot get her name. Jesus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nafisha Collier. Yes. That's, out of all people, you're going to have her. Out of all <laughs> people, I could not get at her and she would. The illustrious smile, her hate and banana bread, like it was all in my head and I could not get her name out. I have those three there as well. And then Mariah Jefferson coming in after being waived from Dallas, that was incredible. She had an incredible season as well. So I think that um, me personally, as a fan, I would like to see her in Minnesota, but where that she lands, she's going to do a great job. So what are your thoughts? My thoughts is that I feel like this, maybe this is a hot take and we don't really do hot takes, but. I got to say this, if Indiana gets the first pick, because Aaliyah Boston uses a COVID year, come back. Do she really want to play in Indiana? Even if Washington gets the first pick, do they even think about drafting Aaliyah Boston? Remember, we talked about this, but I just got to bring, I just got to bring it to the public. Do they take Haley Jones? Because it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them to, you know, have, I don't think two bigs work in this era of basketball. I really don't think so. 
Or if Washington does get the first pick, do they trade? Do they trade? Now, Kada, now I got your syndrome, man. Jesus Christ, man. Help me. <laughs> Shakira Austin. Shakira Austin. <laughs> um, they even try to trade Shakira Austin to get, you know, to show up their uh, perimeter. Maybe get another power forward in there to pair with Aaliyah. That's the question. I think the two best teams, like you said, I think it was obviously the best chance. So, so as far as I'm going to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, right? Yeah. And personally, just from a pro perspective, we've seen the change in the evolution of the game, right? But yeah. I really think, and we talked about this in pre-pride, I really think that the combination of a Shakira Austin and Aaliyah Boston will work. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I feel like Aaliyah Boston is a chameleon. She can adapt to any position, whether it's the four or the five. Yeah. And can be interchangeable, right? She she has that great, that great midi, right? Like she didn't use it last year because she was so dominant, but she yeah. does have a midi in her system. So if they go high low with her and Shakira Austin, either way, like you can pick your poison in Natasha Cloud being the savvy, high IQ guard that she is. I know she can find ways to run a nice, uh, a nice screen and roll high low with, with that, with that pair. And I do think that hopefully, again, with evolution of the game, of course, um, I, I really think that they can be the Twin Towers in Washington. Let me ask you, so you want to see that in Washington, if Washington gets the first pick, or do you want Atlanta to get the first pick to have the woo, dynamic duo of Aaliyah Boston and Brian Howard? Well, I like them all. I like, like them all. all. Like them all. I like them all. I, li I, I truly like them all because even if she goes to Indiana, she's back with her point guard. She's back with her point guard. But hey. I, I, uh, hold on, you didn't even answer the question, though. Does she take the Kobe give Indiana get the first pick, though? Yeah, she'll be back with her point guard, but do she want to be with a team that what, they went 11 and 57 over the last two years? They're doing this, the 76ers version of Trust the Process. Like, Ho hopefully they can turn it around. I wouldn't want her to take the Kobe year because I think yeah. she's proved everything. That's true. She's proven it in college, but it is her decision. We they talked about this. I but mean, think about it, though. But think about it. They do. If we could just, you know what, no, we're going to table that one. Now, when you look at Indiana's, when you look at the Fever's team, though, they're all right, though. They got a nice little front court. Like, right, the queen, queen, queen Egbo there. Emily, so, Emily Angsler, Angsler, she can do everything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the, each team, if whoever wins is going to be in a, in a great situation. But I do, I do think Atlanta and Minnesota will be the best. The best I, two I options for her to go. That Definitely. But I know that we got to go. We want to get a little quick podcast out there. But before we go, I want to give a shout out to Mark Schindler. He just dropped his debut episode today of his new podcast. Big facts. They've got now. Go check it out. Kurt Miller is the first, his first guest on the show. That's really dope. Mark always support us. So we just wanted to give a little bit of love to him as well. And everybody else that's covering women's basketball as well. College basketball is back. We got, we didn't even talk about South Carolina and, and Maryland. So we're going to, we're going to get That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. So yep, tonight, catch tonight, y'all stay tuned. We'll be back probably what tomorrow. Listen, we back. <laughs> so yeah. now it's just going to be nonstop podcasting, man. We are back and we getting out of here. So don't forget to follow us at the 9450 on Instagram and Twitter. And with that being said, love is love. Peace. Peace out.